0: Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is one of
1: the real estate fortunes of made. A the show dedicated made. to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape.
2: Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will put a conservatorship in 2008 and continue to dominate the mortgage market. And the mortgage
1: now market. your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. That's because the election has changed mortgage rates dramatically. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 studios in San Luis Obispo. economy are you talking about it's time for mortgage matters
3: good morning everybody excuse me good morning it is a warm beautiful day not a great day for radio unless you're outside walking around listening to it on your headphones uh
4: we should have a roof a retracting roof in here jim that would
3: make yeah, this a lot really more
4: great
2: well, we have a we have a fantastic window
3: we have a great view yeah we, we do, have a yeah, we do but have we're have not really experiencing the like the weather. weather yeah exactly um, except
4: dan's the veteran so he gets the view and i get to see the back of <laughs> this Although monitor
2: you have to
3: admit though
2: it's going to be a warm day, yeah. And the air conditioning is working in the studio. I remember. I, feel that I was remember gonna, last uh, uh, September,
3: yes. And it decided to break, and it was hot. Yes, hot, mm. uncomfortable in here. That makes yes. for bad radio, yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. it's it's nice in here. Yeah, it's nicer outside. A wonderful day to head to the beach. I was out in Morro Bay because I lived there this morning, and um, and it was. I mean, it was already seventy degrees at eight a.m. Yeah, it was. Remember? It's beautiful. I remember
2: mean, when you were younger, though. Like now, now they can walk around with these little, you know, little uh, I, iPhones or whatever they they got, and like just to make it portable. When we were younger, you had to have this big feet box, you know, going on your shoulder. <laughs> oh, for sure, <laughs> it was like, yeah. and that was like totally cool. You oh, know? yeah. But now it's like you know. You can put it in your pocket and you yeah. know, attach it to your your belt or whatever,
3: and you know. don't have to blast your musical taste yeah, to the no, uh, no. you know the three block radius no, 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 around right. you. You can exactly. just put it on your AirPods and. You were so cool. You a big beatbox on your shoulder, <laughs> <You're> right? <Man. laughs> oh,
4: boy. Cassette tape and all. <laughs> Cassette is. tape and all. Oh, I forgot that tape. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll just have to listen to these guys. I made this mix tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it
3: is. yeah. <laughs> it's my summer mix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's funny. funny. Yeah. All right. Well, we're in here. We're working. We're uh, we're gonna do our thing. So, hope you guys are ready. Um, Mike Points is in the studio with me. Woo! Jason Grody's on uh, hiatus, doing something more fun than this. I bet. That's that's pretty hard to believe. <laughs>
4: we got to we got to give you guys. Weeks off, right? We're yeah, just talking about that before the show. You'll probably not be on the show next week because you got your two little Rugrats playing soccer now.
3: Trying to find some time to go see their games. Yeah, missing uh, missing the nine a.m. games this morning, but I'll try and catch them next week mm. and uh, mm. see what see if they can score some goals. That sounds like real parenting, Dan. Yeah, that's what Saturdays are all about in the fall. Well, right. late summer fall, Indian summer. That's right. <laughs>
4: Well, uh, you were out of the office
3: this week. I was. I was out of some the more office. more parenting. I was doing uh, a uh, Disneyland trip. You know, you have to plan these trips so far in advance. You don't know what uh, what life has in store for you. This week, <laughs> life decided everyone in our family was going to get sick. Oh, my And gosh. so the day we were leaving to go to Disneyland, my daughter is vomiting <laughs> you know, that oh. morning in bed and so we're we're like well you know we already planned this vacation tickets Mm -hmm. are bought hotels paid for we gotta go yeah so off we went and uh just you know
4: slowly but surely it took over the family
3: yeah it, it made its rounds um and uh i had it right during the Three days in Disneyland. It's
4: uncanny when the kids go back to school that the Petri dish is a thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, all my friends with kids are like, hey, I was going to play golf with you this weekend, but I'm sick. Yep. And, oh, I, you know, some of my coworkers just not feeling great. I have the benefit of, you know, keeping myself away from that because I don't have kids and Labradoodles don't get the same illnesses that kids get. Right. So. I just don't feel it, but every year you guys get sick.
2: Yeah, but I bet when you get so, sick, you get sick.
4: Oh, I get what's called a man so you cold. Like, you're the <laughs> <like, you're laughs> <like, you're laughs> man cold? Yeah. I'm because dying you're not, here. You're not exposed to it water. on a daily basis <laughs> yeah. like those with uh, kids. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> when Erica first started in the ER, there was a good three-month stint where I'm like, I think I need to see a doctor. I might have like real issues. But she would just bring home all these different Illnesses, so my immune system beefed up after the first year. But yeah, I don't have the little whippersnappers around, and I, I can only imagine that they're not washing their hands whenever they're supposed Never. to.
3: No, <laughs> and they bring home the latest and greatest. Oh yeah, you got to have be. the
4: new. <laughs> yeah. You got to have the new.
3: So 2019. That's <laughs> right. This cool. is the 2019 strain of flu. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Ah, so yeah, we had a great time though. We just uh, pumped ourselves full of cough medicine and Dayquil and went. To town at Disneyland. Haven't been there in 30 years. Holy smokes. Or something like that. What was the new Star Wars land like? So, Oh, it's just so amazing. That yeah. place, they have that just so dialed in. I mean, it is clean, safe. Oh. Attention to detail with everything, like the sets. I mean, I'll call clean them a set, and I safe guess. is your first two. Well, addresses. those are the first things that really stood can out talk, to me because there's seas of people there, okay. but yeah. the place is like spotless. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, so that's, that's the way amazing.
2: Disneyland is. I like Disney. yeah, and
3: that's cleanliness fun. matters to me, Mike. If that's where you were going with, I'm it. not
4: just saying cleanliness. And <laughs> just I was waiting for like you know amazing no, effects. No, it was so like,
3: just like the the set that they built for Star. I mean, it looked. Like, it was straight out of the movie. Right. It was cr- so good. Um, the The ride was cool. Uh, they only have one ride over there in Star Wars land right now. I think they're working on a second one. Mm. Um, I mean, it's, you know, some of the stuff is what I remember. Some of the stuff's been updated a little bit. Right. Um, it's just so cool there. I, f- I felt like I was a kid again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And these
4: kids today, they have it way better than we had it, you know? For uh, us, it's like... This is Knott's Berry Farm. You're like, I mean, this is cool. You know, little rides and stuff. I mean, they're yeah. walking into like a Star Wars set now.
3: Oh, it is. It's, it's insane almost like they make it how for the parents. Cool the stuff is. Yeah. Um. Just yeah. The, the rides are so. I forgot how good the rides are. Yeah. You know, it's it's not just these crazy roll. I mean, they have a couple roller coasters, obviously, but. You know, just you enter these worlds where you're like entering a Disney storybook or, Correct. you know, one Imagination. of their I, Yeah. It's just who thinks up these things. It's so cool. I had such a great time. Uh, the kids did too. We walked for days. They never complained. That mm. was great. I also awesome. was awesome.
2: I, I saw you and I are both on vacation this week and I, I saw. Um walt disney museum in san francisco oh that was amazing yeah that'd be cool amazing the
3: early sketches and things The
2: early sketches all the sales for like bambi and yeah uh, and yeah they, yeah, you know, yeah. stuff from star uh, snow white and how they did that and the, the camera that they used to yeah put the scenes together and snow mm-hmm. white and bambi and stuff and then also like uh the original they have original a, a, par- a layout of the original park from 1955 and they they have well they have i guess it's not because the part the parts of the caribbeans there, and that's not original but but um some of the original rides and stuff like that mm-hmm. and the, how they worked and how that was pretty cool yeah it's very cool yeah actually it was yeah so i mean we kind of had a good disney experience both yeah from different angles
3: yeah <laughs>
4: Well, let me tell you what I was doing, people. (laughs) I was back here in the thick of it.
2: Speaking of
3: roller coasters. (laughs) Speaking of Mara vomiting.
4: (laughs) Most of the loan officers in this world last week were vomiting out of nowhere. Literally nowhere. You could say last week, late last week, they gave a little bit of an itching towards what was going to happen this week. But we had what was the worst interest rate correction since the presidential election in 2016. And, um, you know, in addition to that really the bond market sold off 35 basis points in the matter of 72 hours it it got worse yesterday but the most of it was tuesday monday tuesday wednesday just fell off the cliff and what that basically meant for rates is that we saw all of august where rates dropped close to half a point total in interest rate on a 30 year fix just be wiped off the whiteboard just gave it all most back. as if it's all back And so that's disheartening, but you know, every one of these conversations I had this week was still, Hey, listen, we're still under 4% Mm for an interest rate, historically low. You're going to have these corrections. You're going to have them, um, peaks and valleys, right Dan peaks and valleys. So, um, I schedule myself a little nature trip next week for my vacation. I'm going to be two days away from all the chatter because this week was intense. Yeah. Not only did we have uh, people in transactions for purchases that may or may not have been locked. We had to deal with those who were like inching towards getting us what they needed to do these great refis that are now like, whoa, this has changed a bit. Yeah. And that's just, you know, the reason we bring this up on the show every week is not because we want to drive sales is because we literally know that these windows can be gone.
3: Yeah. I know the last couple of weeks uh, when Jason was on the show, he was making a pretty big deal about the fence sitters who are, well, you know, I know things are going to get a little bit better. The fed's talking about cutting rates in a week and then maybe again in October. Mm. Now it's like, well, you're already saving like $400 with where we're at today. Is that extra 20 or $40 savings really yeah. matter that much? And, you know you got it. it's that old a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, right that you actually can attain something today, yeah, that you know tomorrow may or may not happen the way you think it will. And that's I mean we we pay attention to the news, we pay attention to the different economic um, numbers that are coming out and they they give us clues and and allow us to make an educated guess as to what's gonna happen, right. But sometimes the markets just do something unexpected and different.
4: And let's just be honest, people. We're getting this information last, right? These power brokers, they know it as it's happening. In many cases, they're the ones helping make it happen. And what I mean by that is this week was a perfect storm of news. I mean, you had the um, gestures from China saying, hey, let's, let's try to find a way to figure this out. Let's buy some stuff from your farmers in the Midwest. You'd kick back on our tariffs. Let's, let's just, you know, we don't need to meet in the parking lot anymore. Let's just figure this out, like two responsible countries, which helps all the European countries mm-hmm. with what they got to do. Then you've got the CPI um, index coming out, rose to 2.4, highest it's been in 13 months, or excuse me, a 13-month high. And, and the last time it was higher than that was in 2008, and then you've got gold going down, which is kind of that inflation index where you're looking at like, oh, if gold's going up, then in- inflation's probably you know, not a threat. Excuse me, if gold's going down, in- inflation's not a threat. And here's what's crazy about all of it is that at next week is the Fed announcement, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are you going to do, Federal Reserve? We got market highs. S&P's almost at historical high again. So, you know... We're going to step in out for a break really quick here, but when we come back in the next segment, I think we should really roll out where we feel the next three to six months are going to go. And I've got some predictions, but just in the last week, it's been crazy, crazy, crazy. I, f- I feel like being at Disneyland was the best place you could have possibly been.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it felt like I went... Like, I I missed... I missed it, you know? I I was so detached from reality. Um, I was in, I was in Disneyland, man. I, yeah. that's all I could think about was Mickey mouse ears and sure. And rides. And, uh, I came back to this crazy rate environment where the bond yields are, like you said, 35, 40 basis points changed from when I left on Monday, which is just an extreme, extreme change in such a short period of time. So mm-hmm. yeah. And, and it seems contradictory to what we were expecting. Um, you know, with future rate cuts at 190 plus percent probability, um, just seems like it's going in the opposite direction of what we've been led to believe these last 6 months. So, let's talk more about that when we come back from this break. Stick around for more Mortgage Matters. Disneyland.
1: I think in just seconds. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 965.
0: In the heart of wine country in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts. You can own a brand-new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000,
5: homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We're using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved.
6: Just call 543 loan we the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast.
5: Central Coast Lending is an equal housing
0: lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358.
1: You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending.
6: Yes, sir, honey, it happened on one of them zippity-doo-dah days. Now, that's the kind of day when you can't open your mouth without a song jump right out of it. Zippity-doo. Zip a My oh my, what a wonderful day! Plenty of sunshine in my way. Zip a dee doo zip
2: Splash
3: Mountain,
6: Mr. Blue Birds on my shoulder.
3: This it's music is just everywhere it's at Disneyland. Actual- yeah, yes. <laughs> it's like, where Everything am I? You get,
6: <laughs>
2: you get off a of Splash Mountain, man! It's like this song is in your head.
6: <laughs> wonderful feeling, uh, wonderful
2: place. day. Great
6: yes. place. Yes.
3: All right. Well, yes. we're uh, we're talking about the roller coaster market of last week, and uh, and a wild ride it was. The bond market was all over the place um, for the worse. Uh, we saw a ten-year note yield, which is our benchmark for thirty-year fixed note rates, go from about one and a half percent to approaching two percent. You know, I think it topped out in the above one nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so about forty basis points move. We saw that reflected in the uh, the actual mortgage interest rates. So they went from what mid threes to high threes. Um, yeah, it's probably. You know, in general,
4: mid threes to high threes. Yeah. I'd say in general for sure. And I think where we've seen, um, we've seen some things stay. I mean, rates, there's certain types of loan scenarios that haven't been affected as much. Those who have lots of equity, you know, they, they, don't, they don't, those rates don't change as much. The, the investor's willing to give them a little bit more grace, if you will, during mm-hmm. these corrections. But um, what's what's crazy to me, just crazy, is that like, you know in one day you can lose at the dollar figures is what's crazy to me so what what i mean by this is a closing cost of uh you know 600 points in fee which is not a not a great day i mean that happens but when a when a when fee goes up a full point in one day and you have a $450,000 loan we now have to collect at closing if we haven't locked $4500 from you that we weren't collecting before to keep our compensation package the same and so that just is a tough conversation to have with someone and that's why i think at central coast lending you guys have put good philosophies in our head is like look let's make a plan unless the transaction you're in the purchase transaction isn't clear as to when you're going to finish like for example our new construction deals that we do dan we don't know if the thing's can be done in three months a month 30 days many times at the end it gets pushed back because of weather some guy can't come out from the city and sign things off But if you know that you're ready to lock your loan, you should be doing that. You know, just get it locked, get it done.
3: The market's too unpredictable. It's way unpredictable right now. It's too wild right now. It's too influenced by non-news.
4: Let me tell you these assumptions that came out. Okay, this is not even... So most of the the articles I read this week, and I read a lot of them, said the reason this is happening, the dominant reason, is the gestures of goodwill between China and the United States gestures
3: a meeting was scheduled they have they not sp- done anything they yet. scheduled a meeting for october and the market reacted like crazy well, because of a meeting we don't even know what's gonna i mean there's been plenty of meetings where nothing has come out of it good how many meetings did you sit in this week where nothing happened <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the nature of a lot of you meetings. just made another meeting at the end of the meeting <laughs> So yeah, it's it's wild to me. That's that was my big takeaway too. Was really this is all based on making a meeting? Oh my god, it's crazy. Um, well, there's
4: all this technology now that lets you look at each basis point move and the nerves. And it just shows involved. you
3: how speculative these markets are. Yeah, it's nothing more than than grown up gambling. You know, it's just it's that's all it is. Yeah, it's just betting on what you hope or think is going to happen. And this week, for whatever, the bets were large and and market moving in a major way. And so here we are. What's really interesting, too, to me in this environment, though, is that markets, we've kind of seen, um, you know, pricing disincentivize rates over four and an eighth. Four and an eighth is kind of like the top end price today. And then for some reason, you go to four and a quarter and the, the price for that higher note is actually lower. And then four and three, you don't start to even see better pricing until you get into four and five eighths. And it has to do with prepayment risk, right? Those, those rates are well above where the market was comfortable. And so banks don't want to buy those higher note rates because they're, they have a higher likelihood of paying off quicker with a refinance or with something. You know, it's, there's usually something going on that, that's driving someone to take that higher rate. Right. So it's not something that markets are, or that banks really want to buy. And so now with this, with this last week's change in the bottom end of rates, now we've got this really compressed sweet spot in the mortgage rate market where it's like
4: four and an eighth and three and seven. Eighths. Yeah.
3: It's like three and three quarters to four and eight. There's like three note rate options for you to choose from or yeah. four note rate options for you to choose from. And anything below costs a ton and anything above just doesn't Why make any do sense. It? Yeah.
4: Why would you do it? Yeah.
3: Um, so it's just really odd situation. So like for the folks who are doing investment property transactions, it's like the best deal we can offer you right now is four and an eighth and you're paying a point or two because going to four and five eighths and you're still paying a point or two. Or two. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. Yeah. It's really weird the way these things work. But, um, so that's another interesting outcome of what went on this last week is just this compressed rate environment.
4: A couple other things that came out this week that really caught my eye. They started talking about releasing a 50 year bond soon. Hmm so something that would track an index on a 50 year bond and here's the real thing that i think was was the perfect in in my mind the perfect technical thing that corrected this week is the inverted yield curve scenario yeah totally cleaned up yep definitely so that spread between a 2 year and a 10 year is nice and healthy now not the healthiest I mean, it could so, be but Sorry. there's a good it's, a, ten, it's an ten obvious basis points standard deviation yeah. change yeah. yeah i think and and truthfully, if you watch the, the G7 conferences that happened, you know, all the written print is like that, that meeting wasn't great between other superpowers of the world. But when you watch the interviews online, the actual videos, most of the spirit behind G7 is, look, let's just get China and U.S. back on the same page so the rest of us out here in Europe that are not doing great can put together a good three to five year plan that mm-hmm. we know is going to make sense Let's not spend all of our time doing this quantitative quantitative easing and roll that out if we just have to wait to see if China and U.S. are going to meet in the parking lot next week. right? So as this starts happening, Europe feels better, right? So we see improvements in Europe. We see it all across the board. It was a perfect storm, and it just happened, wham,
3: last week. So... With all that being said, though, we still have the Fed meeting next week, seventeenth and eighteenth. Yeah, which last I checked, there was a hundred percent probability of a quarter point rate cut.
4: This just out this morning, seventy eight point five percent quarter rate cut certainty now.
3: Okay, so that's Talking changed has quite dropped a lot.
4: Bit. Half a point is gone. It Was at twenty percent chance. It's to zero now.
3: Well, so a week ago, this is from
4: Market Watch. Okay. I read yeah. a
3: week ago. We had a 100% chance of a quarter point this meeting in September. Right. And a 95% probability of a quarter point cut in October. So now we're down to 78% of a quarter point rate cut in September. And did you by chance catch October probability? I I didn't see the probability for October.
4: Let me see if it's right here. Keep going.
3: Um, So anyway, you know, what's... It'll be interesting to see how the markets react to those cuts. Will those give us back the lower rates that we just lost this week? If they do, in fact, continue on with the what I mean has been pretty transparent that they're going to cut again. What if they don't cut? I mean, is that what the markets are are wondering about right now? Is it that feels really like what the market's saying
4: no need. It feels like the rebuttal to the cut is yet. No need. All
3: we've heard since the last rate cut was they didn't cut enough. Yeah, it's so I mean, just these mixed messages, like crazy. Um, it, it's really hard to to know what to think right now. Um, I will you know, say
4: this though: if you just stayed true to your investment portfolio in the stock market and you've just been dollar cost averaging every two weeks, getting your 401k, putting in your fund. You are loving this right now. Yeah. Every two weeks you get a discount and then you get an uptick. (laughs) I mean, over the year, it's not been a great return for the Dow and S&P, but I mean, it's just, I'm looking at this chart, Dan, from quarter two through yesterday. So all of March through June and then all of June through yesterday. And it's almost copy and paste the market run the stock market runs up and then drops off and then it slowly runs up again and then drops off so i mean that could put us at mid to late november dropping off again so right around thanksgiving right before the holidays looking at another opportunity for interest rate corrections
3: yeah i don't believe that the the low you know th- mid 3 low 3% interest rate range is over Mm -hmm. I I think this is just a correction. Like you said, I think it's based on some non news. The, the idea of, of something good coming out of a meeting that's still a month away. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I still think there's more bumps, peaks and valleys to come. Yeah. Um, so I, I think if you're, if you were on the fence, this is a, a nice, healthy reminder that when the numbers make sense, just do it. And, uh, and you can save some money and, and the cost of, of what it costs to do a refinance um, makes sense that you you pull the trigger. You don't wait for that extra little bit that you think might be coming. You just, when it makes sense, you pull the trigger. And so when the next dip comes, take advantage. Remember this. Um,
4: Do what my grandma always said, which was, Take the cookies when they're passed. <laughs> yeah.
3: When it comes back around again. <laughs> yeah, you, you might, might get crumbs. <laughs> it might not be anything.
4: Yeah. She was a chef, so. <laughs>
3: was she a baker?
4: She was a baker. She was, actually, she cooked food for an entire, she was like the head chef for a school district. So she created the menu plan and helped walk out the food for a school district in San Jose. Okay. California. Yeah.
3: Oh, well, th- those are wise, wise words.
4: Yeah. The other thing she said to me was, don't ever trip over a dollar to grab a dime.
3: There you go. That's, another, that's
4: the best one. Another yeah.
3: saying that's uh, very fitting. I think
4: about that when I always think about home improvement projects. You know, it's like, all right, if I do this project, I will save $900. But if I let someone else do the project, I can go to work and make $9,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the dime and the dollar ratio. <laughs> Do I make nine thousand dollars? That's private. <laughs>
2: <sighs> oh, Dan does he? <laughs> was Dan like, writes that's my checks. Private? Why? <laughs> no comment.
4: <laughs> well, I think you know. So here, what do we, what do we, what do we really do when, um, you know, these opportunities come to us? I think we just, we at Central Coast Lending are ready every day, all day, to set you up for the next correction. I think it's best to have a relationship with any of our loan officers and really get that stuff ironed out because as you know Dan the market's busy even if the rates are not great right we got appraisals taking longer processes taking longer i know we've mentioned this on the show i haven't been on for a month but it takes longer right now to get this this process done just because everyone and their mother is thinking about doing it
3: yeah all all financial institutions that do mortgage are are feeling this Wave of refinance activity. Um, I, you know, there's there's a silver lining to all this um, is that there's an opportunity for the mortgage industry to breathe, to catch up, to get, you know, the the timelines back down to normal. And um,
4: yeah, the operation staff alone. I mean, any salesperson is going to say, "I want rates lower all the time," but sure. any operation person that 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 appreciates and wants to do an honest to god good job. Needs some time right now.
3: Yeah, there's, there's. I mean, our staff has been working 50, 60 hours a week. You know, pull, pulling in uh, healthy amounts of work hours on the weekends. So it's, it's a, it's hopefully an opportunity to to collect ourselves, to catch up, and to be poised for the next dip. Because I, I do think that next dip is coming. And if you missed out this time, just be ready for this next go around. Um, I, uh, you know, talking about the fed meeting next week, I do believe that the quarter point rate cuts still likely to happen. Hmm. Um, three out of four
4: people in the room say, yes, it's
3: been forecast for quite some time now, um, that, you know, there's still these economies in other parts of the globe that are struggling and we can't get too far away from them. There's, there's rate cutting going on in other countries and we need to, um, stay relatively close to them. So it's it's still highly likely that this rate cut's going to happen. If you recall, just last week, um, we had the jobs report come out and hiring was well under expectations, um, close to, I think, 130,000 mm-hmm. when we were expecting 160,000 jobs to be added. Um, so quite Quite an underwhelming number there. Yeah, um, we're still seeing home sales, and those housing numbers still under underperforming expectations. So there's still some things that I think the Fed is looking at that is motivating them to still look at a rate cut.
4: And the fake news thing is leaking in everywhere. The retail sales were up, they say, but those are the ones that included the transportation portion which is auto sales you know and when rates dip in auto sales especially when you hit you know this time of year and and dealerships are trying to get this year's the old model, inventory out yeah, yeah i mean it's just if you remove the transportation piece the retail sales were below expectations
3: they were flat
4: yeah yeah low expectations yeah flat and then you know there's unchanged in in the, you know the import and export prices fell hard but we haven't really seen the effect of the tariffs yet on that. So I don't, I take that with a grain of salt. There's not a lot of the little tiny things that help us feel good about this market. It's just this meeting. It's the craziest thing. And as you know, our president can change his attitude on a tweet and we are the other way.
3: Yep. Yeah. That's, that's what makes this market so unpredictable. So Again, that's, you know, when opportunities present themselves for, you know, for refinance to save money, it's, it's the thing you just got to pull the trigger. You don't, don't wait for the next day that may or may not come. That's right. Um, we're going to take this opportunity to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more news and more Mortgage Matters.
1: Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes.
8: Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 7 Seven two six seven eight six, or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786
0: in the heart of wine country in templeton home to one of the top school districts you can own a brand new beautiful home not a condo a home built by the best starting for less than five hundred thousand dollars introducing vineyard creek from coastal community builders who've been shaping our community for 30 years right now vineyard creek just off las tablas road in templeton has plenty of homes to choose from but with prices starting below five hundred thousand dollars homes are selling fast visit coastalcommunitybuilders.com
5: today Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just
6: call 543 low with a mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast,
0: Central Coast Lending, Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act.
5: NMLS number three
0: two eight three five eight. Hi,
5: this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We're using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just
6: call 543 Low wen mortgage experts on the central coast
0: central coast Coast lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the department of business oversight under the california residential mortgage lending act nmls number 328358 you're tuned in to mortgage
1: matters on kvec news talk 920 and fm 96.5 every saturday from 9 a.m to 11 if you missed any part of the show check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com now back to the mortgage experts from central coast lending
6: Fast over love, I always hot underneath the covers, do I talk to you about saying Say I said, you ain't seen nothing. till you down on the mop, and then you showna be changing your ways. I'm out of cheer and lead, I met a was a real young greed times I can reminisce. All the best things I love them with a sister and a cousin. Only started with a little kiss
3: like this. All right, welcome back.
4: Hey, listen, if we've intrigued you so much with the starting of the show that you're wondering, should I go outside right now or should I listen to the rest of the show? We always love live listeners, um, but you can catch any of our shows on CentralCoastLending.com. Right, Matt? Right, Dan? Yep. Um, and we we would love for you to check out some of the other shows. Um, just click right onto the Mortgage Matters dropdown link and. Um, you can enjoy any of the shows you've listened to or not listened to in the past, but if you want to call in, if you've got some woes or you want to talk about something going on in your mortgage or your uh, real estate life, you can call the station by dialing 805-543-8830. We're back, Dan.
3: We're back. Um, so yeah, we're kind of covering just the week that was. It's been a wild ride. Um. Something just locally. We last couple of weeks we've had guests on from uh, Compass, the new good, the new uh, real estate company in town. Uh, they bought Patterson Realty, um, and uh, and so Patterson Realty was the largest locally owned independent mortgage company in real the estate, area. Real
4: estate company, yeah. And uh, say and mortgage, but that's us. Oh, I'm sorry, it's real okay. estate, real estate. Yeah,
3: it's okay. That would be us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, largest locally owned independent real estate company. Compass now is still independent, right? But they're not locally owned, but they are large, massive. Yeah, massive. We found out that they're uh, they're just taking over. Are they um, at ten
4: percent of all?
3: I don't know. They're at a yeah. third of California. Okay. Um, I knew the it was California a real estate offices, done. which is amazing. So all their agents. Yeah. Um, third, yeah. so, uh, anyway, you'll, uh, you'll see new signs all around the county. I've seen them there. Uh, the Patterson signs have been taken down and the new black compass signs, very sleek or chic maybe would be the, the right word. Very chic, uh, not shabby, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, signs all around town. So still the same great realtors that, you know, from Patterson realty, just a new shingle out front. Yeah. That's right. Um, so yeah, just, that was, that was probably the big local news in the last couple weeks or so in the real estate world.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Plus you've got, you know, on a state level, you've got some pretty, I don't know how to feel about this yet, but you've got that rent cap bill for California that's cleared both the houses, um, cleared both houses of California legislators. So, um, Rent control is, you know, typically a big discussion in more metropolitan areas, but uh, this week, um, statewide rent cap bill, um, limiting rent increases in the Golden State for the next 10 years is the discussion in that bill and how it will affect the investor market, but also how it'll affect the home buying market, you know, and we've talked about this on the show, when the proposition was out on the ballot, gosh, was that two years ago? No, there was another, but it was the governor ballot. It was yeah. the governor ballot last year, yeah. And it, and we had, um, speaking of Compass, we had Steve Del Martini on the show. Um, and you know we talked about if investors can't have their way with rent income over a three- or five-year period, then it starts making sense for them to sell the single-family home residence and get into something more two-unit, three-unit, four-unit that has the higher yield, higher cap return. If you're an investor, you love that word. Sure, but, um, or
3: even into commercial,
4: yeah, into commercial. You know, any of the ten thirty one exchanges you can do doesn't have. It has to be an investment property, right? But it doesn't have to be like if you sold land, you got to buy land. Yeah, the like
3: for like is pretty loose,
4: ambiguous. Many would say, yeah. But, but the the truth is, if for the tenants of the world, this can be comforting. Um, but once again, those units are being rented out because. They are, um, you know, giving that investor the right cash flow. Mm-hmm. If they get sold now, you know, that rental unit now be, could become something that gets purchased out from under you. So you could be getting the, the dreaded notice on your door that says, hey, you've got 60 days to vacate the property because I'm selling the house. And other things I've seen people talk about in the investment market is that, hey, if this happens, I'm just going to turn my thing into an Airbnb. So that it would be interesting as well right because that is a conversation that has a bunch of steam right now. Right. Airbnb market is like a wildfire.
3: Well, it is, but at the same time, municipalities everywhere are starting to enact rules they around must. the Airbnbs because it's. They must. It can be very disruptive to residential neighborhoods. Not um,
4: only that, partnership companies and businesses in town, I'm talking about the hospitality business, of course, sure. but also the restaurants that leech off of the hospitality uh, patrons. I mean, you know, you go down to Broad Street right now, and that hotel's almost done between. Um, Marsh and Hygara. Mm-hmm. And that thing is just going to spit out affluent people left, right, and center into all those restaurants, right? all those downtown stores. So you've got to give your commerce people some respect with that. So it makes total sense to me. I'm just saying that it's the ripple effect of this rent cap is going to be another great topic for the show as it matures.
3: Yeah. So passing the, the house and Senate, the the state um, bodies, does that mean it, it's going to be something that goes to an election or, you know, goes to a ballot uh, the, or is this something that just goes to the governor for approval? Do you know what the next steps are?
4: I believe, you know what? I can't answer that truthfully. Okay. Let me tell you that uh, this doesn't mean it's a done deal by any means. Um, but you know, governor, Oh, excuse- Gavin. <laughs> Gavin or Newsom. <laughs> governor Gavin Newsom. That's a good way to say it. In today's world, governor. yeah, you just got We have the sure.
3: governor. Now we have the Gavin. Yeah. The Gavinator.
4: Yeah, the Gavin. <laughs> the Gaviner. That was good. Coined here on Mortgage Matters. <laughs> so well, right. then it's Govan. Gavin, Governor. It's, no, it's not Gavin. Gavin. It's, it's the Gavinor. It's Gavinor. Go- oh, okay. The Gavinor Newsom. Gavinator, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> He's campaigned for this for a long time. You know, yeah. um, coming out of San Francisco, rents are just atrocious, and so, any I don't know the answer is what I should have said, and then I created a new name okay. for our governor.
3: We'll uh, we'll follow up on that. That's obviously going to be something we'll talk about as it as it develops. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. We had a few other little news bits to talk about. You mentioned consumer prices um, earlier. They were up. percent core cpi was up 0.3 percent so kind of in line with where we've been you know right around that two percent annual inflation little under depending on which metric you're looking at and producer prices also um were up only 0.1 percent so not not a lot of uh excitement there in the inflation world, which, again, is another thing that the Fed's been looking at is this lack of inflation and really wanting to create a little inflation. Um, Having inflation um, is not a bad thing, especially when it's around that target 2% rate. A little bit of inflation keeps money moving through the economy.
4: Not having deflation is a goal.
3: Right. Right. Right, yeah, and when you see producer prices at 0.1%, consumer prices at 0.1%, that's scary close to um, flat oh, yeah. and and then the, the bad D word there, the deflation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when consumers feel like there's no, you know, that their dollar is going to remain strong tomorrow, um, then they're not eager to spend it today.
4: I totally agree with this. So right now in my very household, we're looking at getting the nice 15 to 20 year bedroom furniture set, you know, like the mid century modern where you're going to, you're going to drop some, you're going to drop some coin on that.
3: I think Jim just dropped a few coins right there. Yeah, yeah.
4: I was just making sure he didn't fall out of his chair. No, no. <laughs> that's Are we put you to sitting, sleep, Jim. <laughs> that's why I'm sitting in this chair.
2: Yeah. No, I just dropped my phone.
4: Right. And you know, Two weeks ago, we started, you know, for me, I'm a bit picky. You know this about me, Dan. Uh, My wife has good taste. I want to get a good deal, but I also want something. I'm now in that mindset. I'm 39. I want to buy something that lasts. You know, I'm done buying the stuff you put together yourself. And so on this topic of consumer confidence, two weeks ago, I was like, all right, you know, here's our budget, you know. And then... After this week, I'm like, I don't know that we should be buying furniture right now, honey. Like, you know, like, I just don't think it's, it just feels like a weird week. I just feel like I went through a little bit of a whirlwind. I don't want to write a check to anybody. You know, I just want to save that money. And so then I, I breathe a bit and I'm like, okay. But then sure enough, out of nowhere, Crate and Barrel creates this 20% off furniture. It's like, they know what I'm looking at. It's not just for me, it's for everyone, but. (laughs) <laughs> so all these discounts come out to combat it, right? Because they have people in in management that are like, all right, we got to get some people off the couch to buy another couch. So how do we do that? Mm-hmm. And so I, I just feel like it is very, you're very right. I mean, we're a couple months away from n- not making a buying decision and leading into flat deflation. Yeah, you
3: don't feel the urgency. You're like, you know, there's...
4: I'm a double income family with no kids, Dan. Right. When you got kids, I mean you're thinking about Disneyland, you're thinking about soccer jerseys, you're thinking about all types of stuff. So I just it it can be scary for the average Joe. And that's why these refinances, when yeah, you don't have to go down a whole point anymore because a a quarter to half a point in a refinance on a California home <laughs> that's a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar loan amount, that can save you a hundred and ninety bucks a month. You know, and so it just for me, it's these these ind- this index is important, especially for our topic today. But it's really feeling like um, no one really has the certainty we had five months ago, and this trade war is really starting to get into people's heads.
3: It is, it is. We've hear you you're seeing headlines about farmers having some trouble, and um, you know it's just it's hitting all industries a little bit, you know, when the consumer starts to get shaken a little bit, it starts to ripple out to all these, all these different areas of the economy. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and when you don't have the foreign buyers of, of certain products where we're, we rely heavily on foreign buyers um, that becomes a problem as well. So it's, you know, the, the feds looking at all these things, they're looking at the low inflation numbers. They're looking at, you know, this, this, trade war may or may not you know be some hope on the horizon of of mending it
4: the new construction market
3: yeah new construction the housing um just all these numbers are are kind of painting a, a picture of maybe needing a little bit of help maybe maybe it doesn't but then you you kind of look out beyond our borders you look at the rest of you know europe you've brought up a few times europe's just been having a hard time. Um,
4: Brexit really launched what is looking like a a tough, tough time for that part of the country. And it's not, it's not just Brexit. It's a combination of things, but I mean, think about it. We're 50 States, right? We have one nation per se. They're trying to figure it all out with all their different cultures and beliefs. And it's just got to be complicated period over there. And if you get, if you get, you know, just one inkling too much of uncertainty, then everyone starts saying, well, why don't we just break off and do our own thing, right? And so Brexit didn't help that. We've seen Germany way, way in the past, in the 1920s, break off and recreate their whole currency. I mean, turned out it worked for them, but they also had to have Hitler for about 15 years create an economy. So we don't want that. Yeah, I think avoiding Hitler again would be a great idea. Yeah, it's, it's right yeah. there. It's bullet point number three. Yeah, yeah. We can't have another yeah. Hitler.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So but yeah, they, yeah. You watch these G seven, there's a lot con- of negatives in him.
4: <laughs> you watch these G seven conferences and it's like, Hey, look, we all got to pull this stuff together. And a big part of it is United States and China making sure that they get on the right page, you know, not being disgruntled.
3: So looking forward, I think we've got, uh, obviously the fed meeting is going to be a big driver of the rate world next week. Um, I'm really struggling to predict how a quarter point rate cut is going to impact the markets um, since it's, you know, again, such a high probability that, that it will happen. Um, usually our markets are forward looking. And so I'm not really sure what to make of the market movement of the last week, given that we're likely to have a Fed rate cut. I expect that it will provide a little relief in interest rates um but it's again really really hard for me to predict um i was trying on this new economic calendar that i use to look at next week's data to see what else will be market moving but i uh i don't seem to have that skill set oh wait yes i do uh so next week the fed announcement will come on wednesday and really the only other exciting information will be existing home sales housing starts and building permits we have a home builders index and we've got leading economic indicators which is just you know a forward-looking index so not a ton of market moving news um Mostly housing-related news, and I could kind of expect what those numbers will look like. Um, probably going to be a little a little down from previous months, just because that's been the trend. Um, so not not too exciting. I am looking at this forecast for the Fed announcement, and it is forecasting a. T- a quarter point rate cut. So,
4: yeah, I mean, it's almost 80% sure. I, I was trying to, when we come back from the break, I'll have time to read up. I want to, I want to finish this, this brief synopsis of what the fed was thinking at the end of 2018 again, because here's what we could see a rate, a Dow and S and P market that leads us into the fourth quarter, you know, sky high and still see a rate cut to, to offset what's going on. And so, I think that, you know, this first hour is a lot about the craziness of the news, the craziness of Disneyland,
3: craziness of Disneyland, and, and And a reminder that when we find these dips in the market, you got to take advantage of them. Don't wait for what you hope is a better day tomorrow. Um, So if you missed this last little dip in for a refinance opportunity, it's a great time to just get ready for the next dip that i believe is coming you can give us a call at any of our central coast lending offices the number is 805-543-LOAN that's 805-543-5626 it's easy and free to start the process and uh we will be happy to help you out and catch the low interest rates when they come around on the next cycle we'll be right back with more mortgage matters
1: You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show.
4: All right, listeners, welcome back for the second hour of Mortgage Matters on this beautiful mid-September day on the Central Coast. We appreciate you listening to our show today. Um, Dan Podesto is here in the studio with us back from his wonderful family trip, and I'm Mike Points, loan officer at Central Coast Lending. Um, It's been, the first hour was basically a regurgitation of all the news that's happened this week and the corrections, the changes. Um, now we're going to get into a couple more things that we talk about on this show, which is, you know, what's coming up in the future, what's coming down the pike, um, how things are changing, the the, the way the industry has, um, the outlook for the industry. So, you know, Dan and I were chatting at the break. We started talking about this This non QM patch, which. Well, we were
3: starting to talk about the GSEs, which are your government sponsored entities your Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Jenny Mae. Um, These are the big entities that um, provide the guideline standards for mortgages in our industry. Um, They provide, you know, Fannie and Freddie are the two big conventional entities that provide conventional mortgages which is the dominant part of the market i'd say 70 lion share 70 percent or more of the market the mortgage market and then you've got your jenny may which is your government loans your va uh, fha and usda mortgages Mm -hmm. um so those entities are your gses
4: and not to mention the last 10 years well except for this last year but Reverse mortgages have been inside of that FHA. Product. Sure. Yeah.
3: Reverse mortgages are part of the, uh, HUD or FHA program. The heck em, Yeah. Um, so, and, and as we've talked about for many years on the show, as a result of the recession and subsequent bailout of these GSEs, they've been in conservatorship now for over a decade. Um, and, and, I mean, the good news is that um, through the bailout, you know, they received billions of dollars and they've repaid all the money that was given to them by you, the taxpayer, um, via the government. And they've continued to pay uh, substantial uh, dividends to the government. So now the the positive, um, you know, revenue, the the profits that they make on the mortgages, these good you know back to good healthy mortgages that they're making these past uh you know 10 years or so um they continue to pay dividends to the government so now it's just a, a revenue source for the government um but what we found out this week through a an audit if you will or uh, you know came out in a, a news story is that they're You know they're only retaining a small portion of of their profits. The rest is just being given back to the treasury. Um, It turns out they're basically leveraged at ten to one. Yeah, that's what what I read as well. Yeah, the outstanding mortgage debts, you know, got to be around what fifteen trillion dollars or something. So they have you know roughly one and a half trillion dollars in actual liquid capital so who was it that came out and was
4: there was a few people i'm looking for the actual senator but um he's a a democratic (laughs) senator that was basically in charge of a finance committee and, and stating that this is you know this is daunting signs of of 2008 where we would have to potentially a correction to the revenue that Fannie and Freddie are accustomed to seeing over this great run we were having in the mortgage market and, and really the economy would be leading us right back into another um, buyout situation or where we would have to, instead of receiving that capital you talk about, Dan, as a form of dividend, would now have to reach back and help Fannie and Freddie if if a, if a market correction was to happen. So this is stuff that's like, you know, we got a plan for this stuff. It, I'm not saying a market correction is imminent. No one's saying that if you don't do this in 18 months, we will have another bailout. But I think it's just good old fashioned finance management. In that, I would like to see these these two these GSEs start becoming capitalized on their own. You know, let's if they've paid the money back. I don't know what the penalty was or what was arranged in, in entirety, but let's get them in a place where they're isolated and out on their own. And um, ready for what's coming, which could be a market correction. could be like we talk, I, I alluded to, uh, wrongfully right off the bat, is the, the qualified mortgage patch that was put in place, which, could, which is up for removal in 2021. And all these things could call back at what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are accustomed to receiving right now in revenue from all the activity. So I just think, you know, why we're talking about it on the show is it, it makes sense for us as a country to say, look, that we've cured that issue. Let's focus on the future and let's prepare for investment bankers to probably be part of the conversation coming up soon here in 2021. More, More and more will investment bankers be part of the market share if that patch gets removed. And the patch is... Somewhat complicated to get into on this show, but I think the basics are the patch does things that allow Fannie and Freddie to take their debt-to-income ratios and the things that they would normally be worried about on a normal borrower, it it takes them and allows them to be more lenient, right? I'm going to
3: slow you down there, Speed Racer. We're, uh, we're, we're zooming past a couple things here that I wanted to touch on. Are we? <clears throat> um, just... As far as, you know, this really comes about from, excuse me, from earlier this year, trying to figure out, you know, we don't want to hold these GSEs in conservatorship for forever. This isn't the plan. Um, The plan is to try to figure out how to return Fannie and Freddie to private ownership. Um, And so that's what this meeting, this was a Senate banking committee hearing um, that was held on the 10th. September 10th. So what was that Tuesday of last week? Um, And so participating in this meeting were Treasury Secretary Mnuchin, um, HUD Secretary Ben Carson, and FHFA Director Mark Calabria. And so all of them were talking about... That's the name I can never pronounce. Calabria. Um, They were all talking about the government's role right now and how to reduce the government's role in housing finance Um, and they want the private sector and private capital to be back and involved in Fannie and Freddie returning them to private shareholder ownership. Um, And, you know, one of the things out of, you know, there, there's a treasury housing reform plan and a HUD housing reform plan that they released on September 5th. And they're trying to propose the plan to, restore private ownership to these GSEs. Um, One of the things that Secretary Mnuchin highlighted was that by restoring this private ownership, it would allow Fannie and Freddie to rebuild their capital and thereby improve their safety and soundness against future losses. Right now, having that 10 to 1 leverage ratio, I mean, it doesn't just imagine a a normal market correction would be 5 to 10% down. So imagine if that led to um, a higher rate of delinquency and foreclosure. Um, you know, and I'm not even talking the extremes of the last recession in 2008, seven and eight. I'm I'm talking about just a normal market correction where you might see a slight increase in foreclosure activity. That could. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> that could increase, or that could. Uh, entirely wipe out the reserves that Fannie and Freddie have today. So um, part of this plan to restore that private ownership and allow Fannie and Freddie to retain more of those profits and build up their reserves would make them more able to stand alone and weather, um, you know, future normal market corrections. Um, You know, we don't want to be on this, this, we don't want to be in this, I mean, right now with the government so involved in housing finance, if there was a correction and those reserves were depleted, we'd be right back into the bailout scenario. Yeah. And that's not where we want to be. We want these entities to be able to stand alone, be able to, to bail themselves out if they need with their own reserves. And, um, and so anyways, that's really what this whole plan was all about. Um, thank you, Jim. I have water. I just am getting over a cold. Okay. Um, so anyway, this does lead down the path that you were leading us, which was that, um, QM route. QM is a, is something that came out of Dodd-Frank. It's that it's defining what is a safe mortgage. And so through Dodd-Frank, we defined a safe mortgage as a qualified mortgage. And some of the key parameters of a qualified mortgage are um, a mortgage without risky features, meaning no interest-only payments, no no, – well, adjustable-rate loans are allowed, but no negatively amortizing loans, Um, loans that don't have prepayment penalties or balloon features. Balloon features, yeah. Um, For – I don't necessarily agree with this particular feature, but they also um, restricted extended loan terms. So meaning anything, any loan term greater than 30 years is considered a risky feature as well. Um, So those are the risky features that are prohibited from, from a loan that's going to be, you know, lumped into this qualified mortgage or safe mortgage um, category. And then another big feature is the debt-to-income ratio. The maximum debt-to-income ratio is 43%. Well, Fannie and Freddie, and FHA for that matter, they have always allowed higher debt-to-income ratios when compensating factors are present. Um, we've seen Fannie and right. Freddie, you know, even today they'll go as high as 50% on the debt-to-income ratio, and FHA will go as high as 57% on the debt-to-income ratio. Um And those are still allowed and still considered qualified mortgages because of this QM patch that you're talking about. There's basically this overlay to the QM rules that says, you know, we're going to cap a qualified mortgage at 43% unless it meets Fannie, Freddie and FHA standards um, to allow those higher debt to income ratios. So in 2021 is when that patch is set to expire. Right. It'll be a big
4: topic next year.
3: It'll be a big topic. And because of the way mortgage-backed securities are structured and the time it takes to put together a mortgage-backed security, it's probably going to impact mortgage markets as early as middle to late next year, where we'll actually start to see banks implement these changes in anticipation of the mortgage-backed securities rule changes with the expiration of the QM patch. So we have to go to a commercial break. We're going to expand on this topic here when we come back. Um, so uh, stick around. We've got more to talk about on Mortgage Matters.
1: It's time to face some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832
8: Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 Seven two six seven eight six, or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805 805-772-6786
0: in the heart of wine country in templeton home to one of the top school districts you can own a brand new beautiful home not a condo a home built by the best starting for less than five hundred thousand dollars introducing vineyard creek from coastal community builders who've been shaping our community for 30 years right now vineyard creek just off las tablas road in templeton has plenty of homes to choose from but with prices starting below five hundred thousand dollars homes are selling fast visit
5: coastalcommunitybuilders.com today Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today.
6: Just call 543 low We're the mortgage experts. Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender.
0: Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358.
1: You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. <laughs>
6: someone he's gaining on you so you better look alive he's busy revving up the powerful Mach 5 and when the odds are against him and their dangerous do. <sighs>
5: welcome back
6: <laughs>
3: this, is, uh, this is reminding me of the cars ride at uh, California Adventure so I love roller coasters he told us to. I love roller coasters. I love the yeah. Matterhorn and yeah. Space Mountain. They now call it Hyperspace Mountain with a Star Wars mm. twist on it. Uh, Got it. I love the Incredicoaster, a California adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, those are great. I love those. Railroad the, m- Mountain or whatever it uh, is. Big Thunder Mountain. Big Thunder Mountain. Oh, I, love that. I love those ones. Yeah. But some of the best rides, I think, at Disneyland are those ones where... They kind of have a roller coaster feel a little bit, but they take you into that imaginary world Mm -hmm. like the Indiana Jones Mm -hmm. ride, the Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And then over in California Adventure, they have cars, which is so cool. I was not, I was expecting it to be like a racetrack kind of ride, Mm -hmm. but it was like one of those ones where it was, you weren't driving, it was taking you through. Um, yeah. you know, a cars world, and then just a lap around the racetrack. <laughs> that was one's good. yeah. Really cool. Soren, did you go on Soren? Was that the Peter Pan one? No, Soren was like
2: the one you're kind of in a hang glider and you're going. I didn't do that one. Ugh.
3: Was that a California Adventure too? Oh man, you missed. You've out. Never lived. You've Soarin'. never lived, Dan. Yeah, there were a couple. I, there were a couple that were like. Doing refurbish. Oh, no, they could have been.
2: Yeah. Soren is kind of like you're in a kind of a hang glider thing uh, and you're going over like the different, I mean, oh. a different part. I mean, it, they may have the California one again right now, but I'm not sure. But yeah, the last time I was on, it was like California one where you're, you're like going over different parts of California and you're hanging uh, and you're like, it's like a screen that's below you. Oh, cool. Yeah. And they, they pump in the, the, the smells. Oh. So like if you're over the central valley you get a sister smell, smell some garlic sm- or something. Yeah. Get the artichoke. the ocean. <laughs> yeah, where you're over the ocean you get a, a bris... <laughs> uh, a I'd like um, smells breeze like fish. On your face. Yeah. No, well, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think
4: no, you like, guys no, should yeah. do a, I think you guys should do a Disney radio show. I think we yeah, should. yeah we, could. You know, we could. we
3: write that off. Guardians of the Galaxy. That was a great ride. I had no idea what to expect, yeah. and then I found out you're in a free fall. Yeah. You're doing <laughs> elevator ah! free fall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool.
2: You know, yeah, I didn't. Uh,
3: <laughs> Why am I putting a seatbelt on for this ride? I thought I would love this. I, what are we doing? Right. Lady yeah, next to me. Oh, you've never been on this before. Oh. It's uh-huh. like, oh, it's fun. Yeah. Right, that's what you're going to tell me? It's fun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Did you laughs> Why not, am I wearing a seatbelt? <laughs> did you not see the people in the tower dropping? Uh, I, I didn't know. I mean, I realized it was a really tall building. I didn't know what I was doing.
2: Uh, that was the one that was originally the the Twilight Zone Tower. tower. Yeah. That was a bit unexpected. That's fun. Yeah. And you drop. You
3: drop. Yeah. good. All right,
4: yeah. uh, well, back that, to them. What that Speed Racer song meant for me is when Dan graciously said, hey, hey, Mike, you're going too fast. <laughs> <Speed laughs> we got a <laughs> lot of well, content to talk Speed about. Yeah. Don't jump to the end of the book. <laughs> yeah. We got a couple chapters first, yeah. which I thought he did great, and so here we are back.
3: Yeah, we, uh, so we talked about the, there's a couple of plans out there. Treasury has the housing reform plan. HUD has a housing finance reform plan both plans are aimed at restoring Fannie, Freddie and uh, Jenny all to uh private from government conservatorship to private ownership. And that will help, um, help, f- help these GSEs, um, build up their capital, build up their reserves, have lower leverage ratios, mm-hmm. help protect taxpayers, um, from having to, you know, be in the bailout business again. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they're talking about perhaps even ending the government sweeps of the GSE net profits um, as soon as this month. Mnuchin at this uh, meeting last week didn't commit to that, but it's it's something they're thinking about um, stopping as as soon as now. Um, and what precisely is the government sweep that that's where they collect? They take their. They sweep the funds uh, from Fannie and Freddie every month, um, which has been a hugely profitable thing, Um, you know, worked out. The sanity has been restored to mortgage lending and to mortgage guidelines. Um, And for the last 10 years, we've been writing these amazingly um, stable, um, well-thought loans where, you know, we're documenting borrower ability to repay as part of Dodd-Frank mandates and um you know some of the riskier features of mortgage guidelines have been eliminated and now it's just it's about good credit full documentation uh document where your cash is coming from so that we know it's a a source that makes sense it's not an interested party that stands to profit from this transaction um that's right so it's just these you know these are great loans and and ninety nine percent of the loans in oh the last gosh, ten years have been totally fixed performing. rate, uh, thirty year fixed loans. So there's ninety
4: five to ninety eight percent are performing. Yeah. Great. So
3: it's just this is this is the type of housing finance that we want. It's it's safe. It um, weathers the test of time. The problem in the last cycle came when Alt A and subprime or non prime or whatever, you know catchy new name they gave it um became such a dominant share of the mortgage market it, it got up to as high as 40 percent of all mortgages were essentially a subprime mortgage mm-hmm. low credit high ltv um high high loan to value ratios yeah um you know minimum no periods of time out of out of major credit draws. Yeah. no skin in the game from the borrower Um, so just really, I mean, layers and layers of risk. Um, today we're starting to see a rebrand of what's essentially the subprime mortgage market, um, you know, just inch its way back into housing finance. Um, right now it's, it's largely bank statement, uh, uh, guideline, you know, under full documentation based on bank statement, Mm -hmm. um, analysis, and it's all being branded under the term non-QM. So we just talked about what QM meant. Um, QM is what, through Dodd-Frank, we determined were the safe mortgages. Um, and now non-QM are the mortgages that are a little less safe, a little more risky. Any uh, bank that wants to participate in this side of the mortgage market, one of the things out of the Dodd-Frank that makes it a little safer Um is that the banks that originate these loans have to maintain a financial stake in the loan. They can't just sell 100% of the loan, get their capital back, and then go make that same risky loan to the next borrower and not have any recourse on the previous loans that they made. Um, They are required to maintain a financial stake, which kind of puts a cap on the number of loans they can make because at some point they'll run out of capital, Right, they have to maintain. I believe it's a, at least a five percent stake in those loans. Um,
4: right, these are the risky loans.
3: Right, the riskier yeah. non-QM loans. So that you know, kind of.
4: So there's more likelihood that 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 those would fail or the error, the margin of error, because of the type of underwriting is there.
3: Right, it's looser looser guidelines. You know, the the guidelines today will allow for credit scores down to five hundred. Mm. They'll allow for uh, one day out of major. Derogatory credit events, so your right. bankruptcies, foreclosures, short sales, um, and but at the same time, you know the the originating lender today, if they do, well, I mean, which they they allow for it, when they make those loans, they have to really evaluate whether or not that person's credit worthy so there there are some compensating factors they're not going to allow them to go to the high loan to values they cap them out at no way you know 50 and 60 percent loan to value mm-hmm. um the interest rates are prohibitive to the program they're you know eight nine percent when you get into those lowest credit tiers yeah um yeah so there's you know they're trying to Mitigate the risk a little bit because they still have to maintain a financial stake in those loans. That's right. Um, you know, if if those loans go bad and they've done a lot of them, that could be very damaging to their to their business, if not put them out of business altogether. So, I mean, it
4: would only take a matter of time to put them out of business,
3: right? So, you know, we we mentioned this this non QM patch, which is kind of an overlay allowing Fanny and Freddie to still operate at higher debt-to-income ratios than what QM rules really allow. When this patch expires in 2021, which is, again, because of the way mortgage-backed securities are structured and the time it takes to structure them, is probably going to impact our markets, our mortgage market, mid-next year. Um, We've heard estimates that anything that currently is a Fannie Freddie or FHA or VA loan over a 43% debt ratio would now be considered a non-QM loan and have to go into that non-QM world Yeah, that that share of non-QM loans could be as high as 30% of the entire mortgage market.
4: I don't have any disagreement with that statistic, Dan. I mean, a lot of people now, especially here in California, are not getting the incomes that they really would like to have or have student loan debts that they... Just have to pay off still, and are getting north of forty-three percent on average, more than half the time. Now you've got people that do a really good job with their finances, but I'm talking about more than thirty percent of the people I meet are in that category. And so, would would there be a compensating factor for them to stay in a Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac loan, or would it just be you're over the line?
3: I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like it sounds like the guidelines that fannie freddie and the government agencies have been employing for a long time um that they they would have to conform now to the qm standards and so all those people who enjoy the the low rates that the the gses provide you know the the mid threes and And that on government loans today and the high threes on conventional loans today, um, they would be forced into the non QM world where rates are starting in the five and six percent range. Right. So not only would they feel the change in the interest rates that they're offered, um, but then it I I wonder, you know, because of that five percent stake that banks have to retain in these non QM loans. How many of those loans can actually be originated? Mm. Um, you know, there's a ceiling there because these banks are only willing to right. put out so much capital, right, um, into the mortgage world. That's only a part of what they do.
4: When a judgment is made, we don't want them to just be like bankrupt. Yeah, they have to have some type of ability themselves to pay back that fee. I think you're right, Dan. And the other thing too. Here's the thing. I mean, here's why I believe it's so possible that this could happen is that, you know, before, and this is a long time ago, but before the great depression, I mean, most of the banks were commercial banks, insurance companies, you know, the government wasn't really heavily involved in banking at all until 1932 when they needed to boost construction and
3: really like, okay, we need to get more. more- well, and they wanted to provide stability and predictability to uh, average Joe's ability to Obtain a mortgage and and retain a mortgage through good times and bad. Um,
4: That's when the thirty year fix was created. Right,
3: the thirty year fixed was created out of government uh, out of these GSEs. That's right. Prior to that, most mortgages were adjustable rates, Mm -hmm. and as we saw through the Great Depression, those banks um, were not shy that they you know they called notes due when they needed when there was a run on funds and they needed money and that was obviously a huge problem and just you know compounded the great depression um so the gse's provided this stability and provided liquidity and so now out of that we have the 30-year fixed mortgage so homeowners can go in buy a home and know what their payment's going to be for the next 360 months and be able to plan around that and um but what's
4: uncanny that you look at the statistics and how often does someone refinance that thirty-year note?
3: Right. They on they average what? five market seven, situation, 10 years. right? So or just f- life, life. You know, they M- most of the time it's life. Growing families, changing jobs, selling um,
4: that house, buying a new house. Right.
3: Yeah. Just there's there's circumstances that come up in life, and but still, it, it at least provides that that stability and predictability should should they you know be in that home for 30 years. Right now,
4: I would say the non-QM market, or you said the Alt-A or subprime market, is probably 10% or less of the market. I'd say it's 5% yeah, or it's less, less of the 10. market
3: today. And it's largely bank statement analysis loans. Yeah. So we're still getting a good picture of the cash flow of the applicant. Mm-hmm. You know, We're seeing the money in, we're seeing money out. So we have that full doc picture, I would say, Um, and, and those loans will go up to 90% loan to value, right? Um, With No
4: mortgage insurance, right?
3: With no mortgage insurance, you see a higher interest rate. So essentially it's it's kind of baked into the rate, but you know, so a couple things here, I'm, I'm concerned about the patch. I think the GSEs do a really good job of, of evaluating compensating factors. So they're not just dishing out a 50% debt to income ratio to someone with bad credit. You have to have a compensating factor of good credit and a lower loan to value and credit depth, not just a good credit score, but actual depth of credit, Yeah, meaning a long history. Um, you know, th- So that's what it takes for you to get that higher debt ratio with the GSE. I think they've really, you know, and they've been around since the 30s. So I think they have a long history of evaluating consumer credit and repaying it repayment tendencies, and they they understand how to offset that debt to income ratio risk. Um, I'd be concerned. So anyways, I guess that's kind of an issue. I'm also just keeping my eye on this non-QM world totally. and seeing how their market share grows and, and if and when they start to dumb down guidelines. Um, because we it just, it that. scares me. That if their market share grows to be thirty and forty percent of the market, that's that's too much. The same to me as what we saw pre two thousand eight. Yeah. So we do need to take our last commercial break here. We'll continue on this topic uh, for the rest of the show and. Um, you know, again, if you uh, if you have any questions, want to weigh in, we'll always take your calls. The number to the studios is 805-543-8830. We'll be right back for more Mortgage Matters.
1: Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending in just seconds. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and
5: FM 96.5. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low-down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved.
6: Just call 543 the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central
0: Coast. Central Coast. Lending is an equal housing lender, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328 328- 358. Three,
8: we Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 7 Seven two six seven eight six, or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786
0: in the heart of wine country in templeton home to one of the top school districts you can own a brand new beautiful home not a condo a home built by the best starting for less than five hundred thousand dollars introducing vineyard creek from coastal community builders who've been shaping our community for 30 years right now vineyard creek just off las tablas road in templeton has plenty of homes to choose from but with prices starting below five hundred thousand dollars homes are selling fast visit coastalcommunitybuilders.com today
1: You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending.
6: Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up, me hearties, yo-ho. Yo-ho, yo-ho,
0: a pirate's life
3: for me. Returns, I'm already looking for my... Up, hearties, looking yo-ho. forward to the, the trip back. Yeah, I gotta go and back. thirty. Years. Now I'm hooked. No, 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 we're not waiting 30 minutes. Yo-ho, no. yo-ho, a pirate's life you for me. You did get... If you didn't get Soarin in You have to go back and do I now. I got to do it. Yeah, got to do it. Yeah. So there it is.
2: There's the excuse. There's the, well, not the excuse.
3: The reason. Well, and I need. You know, they're working on that new Star Wars ride. Yeah. When that thing comes out, got it. I'm there. there. Yeah. See. There. Yeah. With or without the kids, doesn't even matter. We know, Dan. <laughs> we know. Uh, guys,
2: write it off as a business expense. Sorry. Right.
3: It's company morale. That's the category, except for <laughs> no one else in the morale. company win. <laughs> uh, I provide a lot of morale to the company. Yeah, I come back <laughs> right. with the morale. <laughs> yeah, more uh, thinking that's right. Uh-huh.
4: All, All right, being big sir. Okay, that's my morale. There you go. That's uh, a good place too.
2: I could turn this uh, around because the video is still going, and down you can feel like you're on the Pirates
3: of Caribbean. Wow, that's so good. Good ride. Good ride. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, we're just going to keep on cruising on this topic. In fact, in, uh, in two weeks, we have a guest scheduled. He's, uh, he's the non-QM expert from one of, uh, one of our investors that we sell those loans to. They're actually one of the biggest buyers in the country That's right. of non-QM loans. They're a, a mortgage bank that is owned by PIMCO. I believe they're the largest bond trader in the world. Because huge, yeah, massive. They are, they're a massive bond company. Um, Paul Jones. They also uh, they are also a uh, big into the non-QM lending. So we're going to have Paul from First Guarantee. First Guarantee, which is uh, one of our investors, um,
4: and he's and they're. I mean, they're ramping up like this thing's going to happen. Oh yeah, they've got a lot of stake in this game. I mean, if for them, they don't need to do the non-QM to survive. They do all types of conventional right. loans with us. They, they do the. They're
3: a big buyer of government yeah, loans. Government loans, FHA, VA, USDA loans. Um, they're they're a powerful company. They're not necessarily a company you've heard of. Um, they're one of those mortgage banks that are accessible to, through lenders like us. Right. Um, so, uh, we're going to have that guest on in two weeks. That'll be the show that airs on the 28th and we'll be talking, we'll have an in-depth discussion on the non-QM market and, um, what those guidelines look like today, where we think that market's going. Um, it'll, it'll be a good, good conversation. Paul's, uh, a stuff forwards and backwards. He did yeah. a presentation for our office recently and, um, he was a great speaker, uh,
4: he goes yeah, all over the nation, talking really, to offices just yeah. like
3: ours. He ca- captured everyone's attention for sure.
4: I think what's important to add to this topic of conversation we're having or this dialogue today, Dan, is that you know it, this this product is not all bad. No, I mean for many people, if done correctly, it's it's perfect for the individual who. Let's just say you went through a divorce or had a really tough time in your business or in life and you had some derogatory credit issues. I mean, you can get back into the real estate market quick, whereas a conventional loan with Fannie or Freddie takes at least four years in many of the, the serious derogatories.
3: Well, and even beyond the the negative credit stuff, it helps it helps people who are you know, recently self-employed mm-hmm. and they've, you know, they've been in an industry for a long time and finally decided, you know what, I need to go off on my own. I'm going to remain in this industry. I have so many connections. I have s- such an That's ability right. to drive business that I'm going to do it for myself. And, you know, they might be two years in to that job. And in in the conventional lending world, we would want to see two years of tax returns. And as we all know, I mean, when you start something, there's a lot of, non-income producing work that needs to be done
4: not only that capital expenditure
3: yeah there's expenditures there's just infrastructure and so you're not necessarily making a ton of money but year two is a whole lot better than year one but in the conventional underwriting world when you have a relatively new self-employed venture we need to see two years of tax returns and we're going to do a worst case two-year average yeah and that right there might disqualify you in the non-qm world we're going to look at two years of bank statements But we're going to focus on that most recent year. Mm -hmm. And we're going to say, okay, we see what's going on here. We see that you started your business. We see the capital expenditures in year one. Because we're looking at all the cash flow of those business bank statements. And now we see year two, those same expenditures aren't there, but the income is starting to flow in. And we see where you're going. Um, So it takes just a little, it, it just adds a little bit of subjectivity to the underwriting process, yeah, and kind of helps when it when common sense matters.
4: It still allows for some of the of the wonderful um, exceptions too, which is gift funds. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, I I'm a mom or dad, and I want to help my son who's gone out on his own, or his, my daughter that's gone out on her own and started this business. He doesn't have the capital. I, like you, believe in him. I'm going to give him ten percent. Sure, we could still do that.
3: Yeah, you know, there's um, there's a great section of the non QM lending world, uh, for investors. That's right. So these are the folks that own that, that make a living by owning rental residential rental property. Um, in the conventional world, you are limited, um, at the loosest of guidelines. I mean, the, the core conventional product will only allow an applicant to have four finance properties. Um, there are some allowances to allow you to have up to 10 finance properties, but you're kind of limited on what you can do financing-wise. You can't really do cash out on those and that kind of thing. You're just a little more limited. Yep. Um, but then if you have more than 10 finance properties, you can't get a Fannie Mae loan. So non-QM fills that void. They will allow you to have unlimited finance properties. And rather than looking at... um you know all of your tax returns and all that. They're looking more as this particular property, this investment property, as a standalone business. Yeah. And how does this property perform cash flow wise? And as long as the property has positive cash flow, usually looking for like a one one and a quarter percent debt coverage. Um, yeah. That you'll. One hundred and twenty-five percent. Sorry, one hundred and twenty-five percent debt coverage. So you're you're covering your your expenses for that property, and then having a twenty-five percent profit on that, basically for that property. So we look at that property as a P and L, and you can do that unlimited times. Um, so it's, it, it fills a void that the conventional and government loan world doesn't accommodate. One
4: of their products too is a dollar more. I mean, you can go as high as one dollar more in rent producing than what the expenditures of that one property is. And the beauty of it is they will say, because you're not inside the standard conventional underwriting guidelines, they'll just look at that one property. Mm -hmm. They're not going to look at your tax returns. They're not going to look at other properties that aren't performing. They're going to isolate the one you want to buy.
3: And another category for non-QM is for our foreign national borrowers. So these are folks who are... You know, they they might have uh, American credit and American tax returns, but um, you know they're they're not residents, um, not per, you know uh, American citizens. Um, they are, um, you know, we might be looking. Sometimes we'll look at foreign tax returns um, or or foreign credit. I mean, it, it kind of depends. We get real different scenarios there, but we can allow those people to buy as well, where the conventional world just doesn't allow for them, you know, they're because they're not, um, citizens and they can't remain here throughout the year. You know, they have to buy second home properties, but, um, those are that there's a, another financing void that's filled through this non-QM space. So it's not just that non-QM is the new subprime, you know, providing financing to the undeserving, you know, credit challenged people. That's not, what non-QM is all about there's there's several different sections in fact i look at non-QM as four different categories of borrowers and um interesting and only one of those categories is really for the credit challenged yes um there's others where there's just like a near miss on the the GSE products and then there's the foreign nationals and those investors so there's lots of lots of different voids being filled with non-QM it's
4: investment banking right so it is. What it is, is the ugly part of investment banking? <clears throat> I mean, the ugly part is that they we've seen in the past. that
3: The ugly part is when investment banking goes highly unregulated yeah. and those investment banks don't have to retain a stake in the risky loans they make and their share of risky loans becomes so dominant that they are even forcing the GSEs to dumb down their guidelines. That's when it becomes a problem. And when they don't have to maintain a stake and they layer risk upon risk upon risk upon risk and, um, collude with insurance companies. I mean, that's truly what happened pre-recession. It was the worst of all scenarios. So, um, you know, these alternative mortgage products are making their way back into the industry right now at a very small share of the mortgage market. Um, you know, we'll we'll wait to see about this QM patch and whether or not that impacts their share. And, um, and we'll just keep our eye on it. We'll keep our eye on the risk layers. I think that's the biggest thing. The layering of risk and the regulation um, will matter a lot as to, you know, whether or not this could build into some kind of repeat worst case scenario. I, I truly hope not. I, I hope that we and, and the, you know, the, the government, which is really just us. Um, I, ho- I hope that we've learned our lesson Yeah, and, uh, and we, we protect ourselves against ourselves.
4: <laughs> I think that the, 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 that's one of the beauties that comes out of a crash like this. You know, we weren't around. I wasn't, um, I wasn't, I mean, I was a kid, I was around, but I wasn't able to see that real estate crash in the early 90s. Wasn't really able to feel it. Um, um, So I wonder what people did after that, immediately after the 10 years leading up into the dot-com crash, which then led into the mortgage crash. But we always repeat ourselves for human beings, but I feel like this last one was, was so ugly that we came out of it as an industry with a bit more... We had so much egg on our face that we had to start showing that we were a, a bona fide career and a real business. Mm-hmm. And I feel that day to day in what I do now. There's so much more respect for th- the loan officer that understands the guidelines, can plan like a CPA does and properly understand like, look, if you go self-employed, here's our risks. Here's why we have to do this now. Right. If you go self-employed, you know, plan on this happening. We have other products for you. And and if you don't go self employed and you're just looking to do things like, you know, improve your situation, understanding the ramifications of like how to how to be able to pay off your mortgage quicker. How to be able to to deal with how to be able to deal with um the ins and outs of a, a market swing and, and and the products that are available to you. Being able to honker down and get into a house with an FHA mortgage and then seven years later refinance into a 15 year product. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're helping people do that. Now, I'm not just saying Central Coast Lending, just I think it's the industry more, in general. Yeah.
3: Yeah, with the the licensing standards being elevated with you know, just it's it's now Yeah, it was it was just so largely unregulated pre-recession and the barriers to entry were minimal and now it's a yeah. this is a profession and <laughs> you almost get offended when you come when you run across a loan officer that um, doesn't seem like they have a full grasp of what's going on and, and how to manage uh, the process and their clients and the business and the relationships and all that, because it's, they're just, they're kind of given the industry a bad name. right And so I'm for one, and I know you share this, are glad that, that things got cleaned up and that, um, you know, the industry's at a good place now. Um, but, you know, i want it
4: to be tough yeah not just for barriers to entry to my competition but this can ruin people's lives as we s- as
3: we saw just a short 10 years ago and so that's why we're gonna keep our eye on this um rebranded uh alternative yeah. mortgage lending uh, we're gonna keep our eye on it we're gonna you know let let you know keep you apprised of any changes um good or bad and uh and we'll just keep the conversation going because I think information is is really key and sharing that information is what's most important. Um, you know, that's really where this, this radio show, this Mortgage Matters show came from, was out of that recession wanting to let others know what we know about what's going on in our industry because you're not involved in it day to day. Yeah, and, and we are, obviously. We have our heads down. We're, we're in it every day. We, we see every little change real time. And we want to share that with you so that you can make informed decisions, buying a home, refinancing a home, whatever you do with your home. It's generally the largest financial transaction of your life. And it's important to have all the information that you can to make smart decisions. So that's why we're here every weekend um, with you guys. And we hope you enjoy the show. Uh, we are nearing the end here. We are. It's uh, still beautiful outside. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting out to there. Disneyland. back to Disneyland. I'll do that in my <laughs> in my dreams. Um, but I do want to remind you that Central Coast Lending has offices all around the county. Uh, we're in the North County. We're in Slow. We're out on the coast. Um, we're here to help you whatever your needs might be, whether it's buying your first home, buying investment property, uh, needing to do a refinance, um, needing to pull cash out to consolidate debt, whatever it is, we have all the loan products available. We have the mortgage experts willing to help you. Um, It's a low pressure environment. You can start the application process online or over the phone. Our website is centralcoastlending.com. Our phone number is 805-543-LOAN. That's 805-543-5626. There's great information on how to start the loan process. Um, Like I said, it's low pressure. Um, Our people want to help you, and we'll work at your pace, and we'll give you the help you need. Absolutely. Hope you all enjoy this wonderful weather and get out there and uh do something fun with the family we will be back next week with another live edition of mortgage matters so we hope you join us have a great weekend everybody